When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, greetings and salutations, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and also that smart speaker that play ESPN Radio. Chad, I don't mean to put you on the spot this early, but who was the worst team between the Falcons and the Giants last week with the Falcons lost to a one-win team in the Arizona Cardinals? And the Giants got beat like that by the Dallas Cowboys, 49-17. We need you to settle this argument that had Shannon Penn, Devin Kane, Mark Morales, and Harry Douglas ready to move furniture to get their points across. I got a lot of love and respect for my guy Shannon. There's no doubt about that. But it's got to be the Giants, man. It's got <laughs> to be the Giants for me. I'm sorry, Shannon. I know your boys, but uh, that's <laughs> it's unequivocal. It's undoubtable. <laughs> Shannon Penn, Devin Kane, your responses. Come on now. Don't you 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 mouth almighty tongue everlasting yesterday defending your points against Harry Delic. What you got to say now? Come on now. I'm on to Cincinnati. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already doing like Devin didn't want to weigh in. Devin just No, said, honestly, I'm just mesmerized that Shannon's uh yeah. water bottle coffee mug is the same as, as his shirt. He just matched yeah, it to the. Yeah, I mean, uh, now if this was October for breast cancer awareness, then yeah, it makes sense. But I don't mind the fashion sense there when it comes to you know. Although my man Chad Brown's got kind of a salmon thing going on here, I wish I'd known that was the memo that it was like a salmon pig shirt day. I would have worn mine today, Chad Brown. I would have done that. I'd have had um, solidarity. Well. It is radio, so they can't see me at home. Mm-hmm. Yes, my agent gave me this shirt. Thank you. Shout out Peter Schaefer Authentic Athletics. There we go. And uh, if it's free, it's me. So this is on my body because it was free. <laughs> and he handed it to me yesterday. Yeah. Thank you. Free 99. We approve of that message here on Freddie and Harry. As far as that goes, we also approve anytime you want to enter the chat, you can do that courtesy of Dr. Pepper call on the line at triple eight say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Anytime you want to chime in, you can do that. And also do it on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and at Chad Brown 94 So now that we got that thing out the way involving who was worse between the Giants and the Falcons, we move on to better things called... The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. This week is going to be really good. And it gets started tonight. You got the Baltimore Ravens at home taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The last time these two got together, the Baltimore Ravens put it on the Cincinnati Bengals. Many people believe, Chad, that whoever wins this game tonight will win the AFC North. Where do you stand on that? I could see that uh, as being the thought. And so this Bengals team Mm -hmm. certainly getting things going in the right direction last week. uh, Stumbled a bit there. Um, but this this Bengals team has to find a way to get past the loss to Houston last week and move on to the Ravens. Now, the Ravens obviously got upset by a, a Cleveland team that was playing far better offensively than I think anyone thought they could do. Now, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson out for the season, things will change in Cleveland. Um, so that limits their chances of possibly winning this division despite having one of the best defenses in football. 
Yeah, but this matchup tonight, the Bengals and the Ravens, will probably determine who wins that incredibly competitive division. It's amazing all four of these teams play this weekend. You got Pittsburgh taking on Cleveland over the weekend. You mentioned about the Cleveland Browns not having Deshaun Watson. The last time these two met, Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, believes, man, we didn't have our full team. It's going to be different even though we're playing on the road in Baltimore tonight. You know, I wasn't obviously feeling my best at that point. Didn't quite have my full full toolbox in there. But uh, I thought we did some good things in the second half, like you said. You know, first half we didn't have a ton of plays. Uh, they did a good job. You know, we, we found some explosives in the second half. That's what we have to try to do. They do a great job of limiting those explosive plays, and you have to try to find them uh, because they're they're going to do a really good job on offense, keeping the ball, running it, scoring points, and we're going to have to do the same. It's going to be interesting based on what he just said about, you know what, I'm a lot healthier, but you're still in last place in the AFC North. As much as we want to say when it gets to this time of year, and Chad, you know this, playing 15 years in the National Football League, division games take on special significance if you're a team in last place. In that division where everybody has a winning record, you got Baltimore at the top, you got Pittsburgh and Cleveland in the middle, and you got a Cincinnati Bengals team at the bottom. It's a must win, in my opinion, for both teams. But if you're the Cincinnati Bengals and you don't win this game tonight, that's going to be a major problem for a team that's made the AFC Championship game the last two years. We're going to keep going with Chad Brown. We're going to try to get him back. Having a little bit of problems here with Chad Brown joining it on Freddie and Harry in for Harry Dogs on ESPN Radio with the ESPN app and Series X-Men Channel 80. I also firmly believe this with the Bengals. They'll be without T. Higgins, their wide receiver, out with a hamstring. Defensive end Sam Hubbard, he's going to be out with an ankle injury. Trey Hendrickson, maybe their best pass rusher. He is going to be a game-time decision playing for the Cincinnati Bengals in a very, very critical game. But a lot of people have this guy in their crosshairs, and that guy's Lamar Jackson. They've blown three leads in the fourth quarter this year. They could realistically be 10-0 and when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. Instead, they're 7-3. and I believe Lamar Jackson is a player under the most pressure tonight. And I wonder if Lamar Jackson feels the same way when he said, Lamar, what can you do to uh, improve on hitting these guys on the nine, nine routes? Hit them. See, I mean, it's right there. I'm, I'm pissed off about it, to be honest with you. Um, I don't watch the game, and it's like, like it might be a difference in the game if you know if we connect with that one, you know. But um, gotta, gotta, can't dwell on it, you know. Um, hopefully this Thursday we, we catch them when we want them, you know, we – have success with the deep ball. Um, we connect, have chemistry there. But I, I believe it's there. You know, in practice, we, we do it all the time. You know, those guys catch the ball down the field, 40 yards, 50 yards down the field. We just got to need it. Um, we needed to trans, transition over to the games. It's a collective. There's no doubt about it. Because Lamar Jackson said, yeah, I got to hit those plays. I got to make those plays. They rely on me to make those kind of plays down the field. But there are plenty of other guys that got to step up in the frame when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens and not just on the offensive side of the football. The one thing that you can look at teams more than ever before, if you have a closer that's not just your quarterback, especially on defense, it can go a long way in how you're going to be able to win a game or not lose a game. Prime example, look at Baltimore and Cleveland last week. Baltimore had a chance to close them out, but defensively they couldn't get off the field and get the ball back to their offense when the offense was not able to keep drives alive. And then you have a guy like Miles Garrett, he is that close with the Cleveland Browns. It seemed like if he wasn't making play after play in that second half, other guys were able to step up with him and make those kind of plays because of that attention on them. Cincinnati, they had their closer in Joe Burrow. But at times, Trey Hendrickson, he's been a closer rushing the passer. We'll wonder about his availability tonight. You know about the Steelers. They're just offensively compromised. They've been outgaining every game this year, but yet they're 6-3. and three. But they got T.J. Watt on the other side. He's a closer. We've seen that. 
if you're a Baltimore Ravens team at 7-3 and three coming into this game and you know exactly what this game means in a divisional game and a compromised defense on the other side, you have to be able to finish that job. That's not just a Lamar Jackson situation, Chad, but it's also a defensive situation. This Ravens defense, they don't have that closer on defense like we know that Cleveland has with Miles Garrett and what the Pittsburgh Steelers have in T.J. Watt. That kind of player makes a difference. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers record would be incredibly different if it was not for T.J. Watt and the amount of game-changing plays that he's made. And it's always great to have one of those guys uh, on your team because at any moment, particularly in a critical situation, that guy can get the sack, cause a fumble, uh, be disruptive in the backfield and some incredibly important down and distance. So for the Baltimore Ravens, they can't – count on that guy, that superhero to make that play. They've got to do it through a team style of defense. Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I believe, and I'm going to ask Chad Brown this question, I'll ask you this question as well. I believe Lamar Jackson is the player under the most pressure tonight because of a lack of closer on defense, and they've blown three games so far in this season, in the fourth quarter, after having double-digit leads. Let us know how you feel about that as we get ready for Ravens versus Bengals tonight in Baltimore. Be a part of of Freddie Hattery Nation on the Dr. Pepper call on line at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or a big NFL weekend without the delicious taste and ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. The reason I say Lamar Jackson is under more pressure than anybody else, even though his team is in first and the Bengals are in last chat coming into this game, is because of what we have not seen when we've had a chance to see him make plays or other guys make plays for him in the fourth quarter. They could look at it and say, we should be 10-0, but they're not 10-0 because they have not finished the job against a team like the Indianapolis Colts. They had no business losing that game. A team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, they had no business losing that game. And last week, they let the Cleveland Browns get away after having double-digit leads in the second half, in the fourth quarter. I believe he has the most pressure anybody in this game tonight, Chad. What about you? I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that, Freddie. It's It's... When you are a superstar, well, I think we would all feel pretty comfortable calling Lamar Jackson a superstar. Mm-hmm. It is always going to be about not the plays you make in the first quarter in football the first half. It's the plays you make in critical moments and those big-time moments. We were just talking about the Ravens lacking that defensively. And now looking at the score, the, the, the box scores for that Colts game, right. for that Steelers game, for that Browns game, in the second half outside of that Colts game, the – Ravens' offense essentially disappeared. So you could say, well, well, you know, first half we got a lead and the defense has got to hold up. There's certainly a component to that. But offensively, you can't just do nothing in the second half. You've got to find a way to continue to score points and maintain your level of offensive efficiency that you had in the first half. So for Lamar Jackson to to be able to be the guy that we always wanted him to be, he's got to find a way to step up in these critical moments because, yeah, you can literally point to three games – three second halves and go, well, you did not, and you and this offense did not produce. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you guys would be 10-0 and 0 right now. Can you trust this team? I hate to say this is the Baltimore Ravens, but numbers, you can make numbers dance any way you want. Anybody will do that if they have a point to be made, if they got an agenda that wants to be followed, if they want to make sure that their part of their debate is better than your part of the debate. But I think the fact of the matter is, or at least not a fact, but I think the actual is the Baltimore Ravens that, man, if it's a late-game situation, let's say they had a big lead early tonight playing at home versus Cincinnati, a defense that's going to be missing a couple of starters, an offense that will be missing T. Higgins, which places a lot more emphasis on Boyd. And if Jamar Chase is healthy, they're two wide receivers. But the Baltimore Ravens have a lead. I wonder how much of a trust factor 
because that could be a very nervous building if they have a big lead, Chad. Then all of a sudden the Bengals start coming back, and fans are thinking, oh, no, here we go again with our football team blowing a big lead late, especially at home. Momentum is always funny in the NFL, and some teams have the ability to go out there and make a couple of plays and quiet the stadium or get their their home crowd going and Mm -hmm. snatch back that momentum. Uh, This Ravens team, I think for some reason, the momentum tends to snowball against them. Uh, particularly in these three losses. So, right. yeah, there's a certain, t- in my opinion, and, and, and I'm sharing your thought here, of the untrustworthiness. Once things go wrong for you guys, do you have the ability to right the ship? Right. Do you have the ability to, once you've taken a couple of blows, to land a couple of your own and, and re-even the fight back out? Okay. It doesn't seem like they have that. Things start to snowball against them, and they've got no answers. You know, this is going to be a really good test for them tonight. Joe Burrow is certainly playing better. Joe right. Burrow is going to miss T. Higgins out there. Sure. But Joe Burrow is certainly playing better. This Bengals team, despite the loss last week, last week is beginning to get things going in the right direction. This is going to be a tremendous test for them. And to answer your question, that's why I think that's why that pressure is on Lamar Jackson based on exactly what you just said. Because there's a guy on the other side that can make you pay if you don't mm. put him away when it comes to Joe Burrow. Because, so cool. Yeah, and, and Joe Burrow has shown, if he gets a lead early, they stay ahead. If you get a lead early, there are no guarantees that you can stay ahead. They are a missed potential boy dropping a touchdown pass to not losing that game versus the Houston Texans. They were having an entirely different conversation, maybe not so much about C.J. Stroud being the MVP conversation as a rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans, but maybe more of a different conversation. Cincinnati, they're ready. Yeah, they got injuries. So what? They're ready. You got a guy on the other side that if you're the Baltimore Ravens will have the ability to fight back whether you have a lead or you don't have a lead. And that guy could be very dangerous in the game that going on the road, he loves nothing better than to be that villain. He goes into the Western town, Chad. He wipes out the sheriff. He takes the saloon girl. He puts other people in jail. And then he heads on down the road and down his business looking for the next town. That's what Joe Burrow loves to do. And we've seen him do that in places like Kansas City, in Baltimore, in Cleveland. He loves nothing better than going to enemy territory, Chad hushing that crowd, getting that victory, and getting the hell out of town. Yeah, I don't have the uh, breakdown of when his interceptions happened, but uh, he's 14 touchdowns, six interceptions for Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson, 10 touchdowns, five interceptions. Mm -hmm. So Joe Burrow, even despite being nicked up most of the season and not being fully up to speed, has put together some pretty tremendous numbers. And he's beginning to round himself into form, starting to play his best football yeah, this Ravens defense, these Raven, this Ravens fan base, better watch out for Joe Cool showing up and doing what Joe Cool does. Chad Brown and for Harry Delgas joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Tim in Missouri wants to weigh in about tonight involving the pressure involving Lamar Jackson as a Ravens quarterback and the Ravens and Bengals about to play tonight in Baltimore. What you got to say, my friend? Hey guys, good talking to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to say this right off the. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I believe Baltimore is going to win. Jackson's going to step up to the pressure. I'm saying Baltimore's going to win by four, and total score is going to be over 63 points. Man, Tim in Missouri getting in touch with his inner ESPN bet on that one, breaking it down as far as that goes. One thing in favor of the Baltimore Ravens, the Bengals have a 13-game losing streak on the road in primetime games dating back to the 2013 season. Here's something else. Lamar Jackson in his career as a starting quarterback versus Cincinnati is 7-1 and 3-1 and and versus Joe Burrow. If that doesn't add more pressure to Lamar Jackson not to let this game get away if they have a big lead, Chad Brown, I don't know what does. 
those stats are always so funny. They're 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 great radio show stats, but and does we that are a penetra- radio show. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I said it and phrased it that way, Freddie. Come on. I'm not sure if those stats get into the locker room. Okay. And you know, although any kind of historical stat is always tricky, because twenty of the guys just got there this year in that locker room, so I never really put too much emphasis on those kinds of of things mm-hmm. you know if it'd been a team that had been together a long time and had all the same stars for the last seven or eight years if it was the cowboys of old right. and it was troy aikman michael Irvin, and emmett smith and in eight years they hadn't done something to the eagles okay i can i can buy into that but for the stats you just ran down ah, okay that's yeah I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not feeling those as, as far as having an impact okay. on tonight's game. Great okay. storyline, great right. talking point, but doesn't matter during the ball game. Probably not. Okay, that's completely fair. Jay in Houston, we have to say about tonight's game involving the Ravens and the Bengals in Baltimore, and I believe all the pressure is more on Lamar Jackson than anybody else. And I totally agree. I disagree with you, Freddie. Okay. One because it's Munkin that keeps dialing all three of those losses. Munkin gets ultra conservative. When we have these leads, him and McDonald, if you look at McDonald, he stops bringing the pressure. We got the most sacks in the league, but we can't get him in the uh, fourth quarter? Nah, I ain't feeling that. And another thing, uh, uh, Chad, uh, we're not going to do that about the stats. You know why? Because the thing is, you give, you, you, when Burrow is beating Mahomes from year to year, everybody will uh, carry over to the next year. So Lamar has beaten this guy. More than he's beating Lamar. So, no, we're going to keep those stats up in there. <laughs> I, I, you, know, <laughs> you know, you can't take them out when it's, when it's going the other way because everybody, they'll tell you how many times that, that my, um, um, Burrow has beat Mahomes. The teams turn over, but it's still you say Burrow has beaten him. So, no, Lamar, Lamar keeps, keeps beating up on Cincinnati, and he's going to keep beating up on Cincinnati. I love Jay Houston. They got a lot to say. Yeah, hey, a lot of passion too. Yeah, say it with your chest, Jay. There's no doubt. He he said it with his chest. He said it with his chest, his arms, his intestines. You name it. Right. <laughs> got some pushback on me, and and you know while I was not citing mm-hmm. Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes stats. No, you weren't. It, but at the same time, it, it is a, a narrative out there. Yeah. So if we're, if if from a media perspective, we're going to have it mm-hmm. one way. For Joe Burrow against Patrick Mahomes, uh-huh. we got to have it the other way against Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson. Lamar yeah. Jackson clearly is the winner of this. Yeah. And there's a certain Bill Parcells. Okay, your record is what your record is, right? And it says who you are. So for Lamar Jackson, yeah, he can say I own Joe Burrow. Currently, we'll see how it all plays out after tonight. <laughs> yeah. But currently, he can say that. I'll push back on him when it comes to Munkin being conservative because Munkin was not out there when Rashad Bateman dropped the touchdown pass in the end zone against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Munkin was not also out there when the offensive line did not protect Lamar Jackson and he throws an interception that bounced off the helmet and then Newsom runs it back for the Cleveland Browns. So you can say that Munkin has gotten conservative, but when you've been able to build up a lead with the offensive line that they have and Lamar Jackson and the running game that's more – the running game in Baltimore is not suspect. They've been better than anybody could have imagined, even though they don't have J.K. Dobbins. So it's not a question, in my opinion, Chad, of Munkin being conservative – when you have a chance to extend drives, you can't have guys dropping the football or missing assignments. To me, that's not so much on the play caller. It's the guys out there not executing the plays that were in the right frame, that were in that right situation, where if you execute that play, we're not having a conversation about Baltimore losing leads in the fourth quarter like they've done three times this year, especially two games at home. 
yeah, the 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 blame game. Is it the mm-hmm. play call or is it the execution of the play call? Okay. Uh, when you get a lead, it's it's natural that you want to try to chew up the clock, maybe keep it on the ground a little bit more, shorten the game. That's a, a natural tendency as a play call. You don't want to keep the pedal to the metal because the risk-reward ratio is off, and it's leaning towards risk. Right. Uh, we st- keep slinging the ball all around the yard. We throw a couple of interceptions. Suddenly, this, our opponent's back in the ball game. So there has to be a play-calling component that begins to try to understand what the score is and try to – shorten the ball game again a bit at the same time you need your players if that's going to be your style to go out and continue to make plays and the play call did not drop the pass to your point the play call did not blow the protection to your point freddie the players and the execution on the field did so how do we balance this out how do we maintain our aggressive mindset and our playmaking mindset in the midst of trying to slow the, or or chew up some clock and take away our opponent's ability to get back into this ball game. Great stuff by Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. And we want to hear from you. Who wins tonight's game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals? Ravens, a three-point favorite, and they won game one the first time. Cincinnati's lost 13 straight primetime games on the road. That is the longest streak in the NFL since the merger happened in 1970. Who wins tonight's game between the Ravens and the Bengals? Let us know at Triple H, say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. And what does a former Raven think about the current Ravens? Ravens and their inability to close out certain games. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Ten minutes away from an update on the Jim Harbaugh, Michigan suspension situation. Give or take a lie or two. 
That comes your way in about 10 minutes. But we get you ready for the NFL weekend getting started tonight. In Baltimore, should be an out-of-sight matchup in the AFC North. Baltimore Ravens in first place on one side. Cincinnati Bengals in last place, not that far behind on the other side. Let's bring in a guy that Chad Brown knows very well. And I know very well from NFL style when it comes to Kadri Ismail, who played in 10 years for the National Football League, won a Super Bowl title with the Baltimore Ravens, now co-host of Purple Pre-Game and Post-Game on WJZ-TV in Baltimore. Hit him on Twitter at I'm Kadri Ismail. Uh, Kadri, I'll start right there. We know this game tonight is huge for both teams. In your opinion, whoever wins this game tonight, should they be the favorite to win the division or not? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think if you... If you look at this division, now that you see the broke shoulder slash foot quarterback is no longer in Cleveland, it is absolutely imperative to stay ahead of whether it be Baltimore, whether it be Cleveland, or I should say Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, because it seems that the other beats each other up. In other words, Pittsburgh seems to always have the number of Cincinnati. Cincinnati seems to, for whatever the reason, gets the better of Baltimore. Baltimore seems to pull it out and gets it done against Pittsburgh when it counts. You know, they they have this back and forth. And to establish yourself for Baltimore, they have to get into the mindset of finishing the game and at the same time sweeping Cincinnati. I think that will go a long way for their psyche and then I think for the flip side for Cincinnati, it simply is like, hey, if we think we're that upper tier team and we still rule the North, then we got to go ahead and go on the road and, and do what we haven't done in 14 straight games. Kadri, for Lamar Jackson, he has got the, the better of Joe Burrow in their matchups. But in my thinking, Lamar Jackson probably has the most pressure on himself tonight to be the best player on the field. Do you agree? No. I think before I would have, but I think now with Todd Munkin's offense, I think with Eric DeCasa, the Baltimore Ravens general manager, the pieces that he's put around Lamar, I think it's more now, Chad, it's Lamar feeling confident and comfortable with distributing the ball to his playmakers. And so when it is time for him to make a special play, I think he has that capability at any point in time in the game, and I think that is something that he can pull out when when needed. Staying with that, Kadri Ismail from WJZ-TV in Baltimore won the Super Bowl championship with the Ravens with Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown and Freddie Harry and ESPN Radio. If that's going to be the case, if that's the way you feel, I'm not going to say you're wrong on that, then why have they had the inability, whether it's Lamar Jackson, play con, whatever it is, why have they had the inability in three games this year having double-digit leads to not close out those games where they could be an undefeated team and not a 7-3 team? Of course. So we know there's imperfection. But the blueprint is there. So I'm not denying that there's imperfection. But I am saying that the blueprint is there. I am saying that there is evidence in those seven games where he hasn't had to do it all like he's done in previous seasons. That's the point I'm making. I think in the three losses, yeah, there's something there on the offensive side of the football where if it's a turnover, if it's drop passes, if it's just not finishing drives and putting teams away, you know, you, you look at those things. But you got to also look on it as there's a defense. There's a defense where, hey, why didn't you get a, a team off the field? How come you didn't create the turnover? You know, it's the ultimate team sport. 
I think the blueprint for this team is that you don't have to have Superman step up every single time in number eight, Lamar Jackson. Now, the Ravens have struggled in, in the fourth quarter. So are you going to put that on play calling? You're going to put that on execution on the field? Or is it just a general lack of weapons once the game gets to that critical moment? There's not enough playmakers maybe on the offensive side of the ball for the Ravens to be able to step up and execute in the fourth quarter. Great point. Um, I think looking at this game, the way we've been able to look at it on the field, you absolutely have those star players that they sense the moment and the moment's never too big and they always deliver. I think for this ball club in those three losses, they haven't sensed that moment of, ooh, Mm -hmm. there's blood in the water. Let's go out there and and feast on it. And I think there are guys like a Roquan Smith defensively who has that killer instinct, and he has guys around him that are that are with him. For whatever the reason, in those three games, it just hadn't produced. Lamar Jackson is obviously the guy, but for whatever the reason, you know, a Ronnie Stanley has a poor form and a guy comes off the edge and now as Lamar trying to deliver the ball down the field to a wide open receiver it gets stripped away from him uh for whatever the reason Lamar is you know having a great mesh point with his running backs but at the most critical moment a mesh point happens and now it's a fumble or he you know laissez-faire throws the ball and, and not realizing he needed to put more air on it and so he misses a wide open receiver that could have been the you know, the closeout of the game. You, you, just, you just look at those little details, and, and yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the blueprint is there. We on the outside don't see what's going on on the inside day to day, but we also see that, you know, there is this, you know, opportunity to right the ship tonight as far as play four quarters of football, be dominant, and put yourself back into that national conversation as an upper-tier elite team. Great stuff by Kadri Ismail, who played tier juniors in the National Football League, won a Super Bowl championship with the Baltimore Ravens, now co-host of Purple Pre-Game and Post-Game on WJZ-TV in Baltimore. Joining us here on Freddie Harry with Chad Brown. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. It's time now to go back into the Wayback Machine. And we do that, Kadri, involving you, and Chad Brown at one point together in the college football game where this happened. Ismael on the reverse. And up the sideline. Nobody left. Kirby Dardar. You gotta love it. The legendary Charlie Jones on the call back then on NBC. You had the reverse. Chad Brown, you're on the other side. I'll start with Chad Brown first. You're the defender on the part of that. What did you see as that play happened against your Colorado team in the Fiesta Bowl? Well, we definitely knew Kadri was a dangerous return guy. So when he caught that ball, our kickoff unit obviously focused on him. Uh, Coach Pasquale certainly knew we were going to be focusing on Kadri, so they had the reverse uh, planned. The reverse to Kirby Dardar uh, was really the turning point in that ball game. That was the 1993 Fiesta Bowl, mm-hmm. my last college game as a Colorado Buffalo. Really? So Kadri and his Orangeman teammates sent me off a loser in my <laughs> last game, and uh, <laughs> I stumbled upon that on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. And I'm still mad, and I'm still mad today, and I'm mad being on this call with Kadri. You're getting me fired up, Freddie. Come on, man. I was 30-plus years ago, and I'm still mad. 
Q, your thoughts? Yo, it's, it, it, here's the crazy thing about it. So Chad's mad, but I'm smiling because for literally, what, 30-plus some odd years ago, it came up on my YouTube really? just the other day. And as I'm sitting there, and I'm like, ha, sweet revenge from an Ismael to the Colorado Buffalo clan. Ah. Yeah, yeah. See, they had a little fake holding in the Orange Bowl that really wasn't. That cost my brother another chance and opportunity. So, yeah, we, we, we evened it out. We evened it out. Chad, did they really even it out? Come on, be for real. Uh, well, I will take my national championship over a Fiesta Bowl win. So, so if I had to, if I had to weigh one or the other, it's always going to be that national championship. I do have a ring with a number one with diamonds on it. Oh, but wow. yes, the football gods, uh, even the Ishmael Colorado Buffalo count out. Yes, that was a slightly questionable clip call in the in the Orange Bowl. But that return between Quadri and Kirby Dardar that broke our backs, and that was the. The, the, the game-turning play in that Fiesta Bowl. Wow, wow. I love when memories come back and guys had those memories like it just happened yesterday involving Chad Brown on one side and I'm at Kadri Ismail. It's been very fortunate for me. I have a chance to do a radio show with Chad today and I had a chance to do plenty of radio shows with Kadri back in the day on the NFL and ESPN radio. We always had a blast. Always great insight, like we mentioned. Tenure NFL player, won a Super Bowl championship with the Baltimore Ravens, now co-host of Purple Pre-Game and Post-Game on WJZ-TV in Baltimore. He is Kadri Ismail joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Always appreciate you, Q, my man. Thanks for taking us back in the Wayback Machine and enjoy the game tonight between the Bengals and the Ravens, too. Freddie, Chad, always a pleasure. Appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, he is fantastic. Thanks, him on Twitter. I am Kadri Ismail. By the way, you can hear us on Twitter as well. Enter the chat anytime you want to Coleman ESPN and at Chad Brown 94. As Chad Brown tries to get over that Fiesta Bowl loss to have it in 1993 here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, we move on to other matters in college football. As in an update on matters in college football involving Michigan football, Jim Harbaugh being suspension, and also a resolution that has just come down about 10 minutes ago. We'll get to that next. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. He is Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80, as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So the Big Ten area code, when it comes to that, is 917. The reason I say that is they decided to put out an APB regarding the whole situation involving Jim Harbaugh, still suspended as head coach of Michigan football for the regular season. According to the University of Michigan in a statement, this morning the university, Coach Harbaugh, and the Big Ten resolved their pending litigation. The conference agreed to close its investigation, and the university and Coach Harbaugh agreed to accept the three-game suspension. Coach Harbaugh, the university support, decided to accept this sanction to return the focus to our student-athletes and their performance on the field. The conference has confirmed that it is not aware of any information suggesting Coach Harbaugh's involvement in the allegations. The university continues to cooperate fully with the NCAA's investigation, end quote. I'm still trying to figure out, Chad, what the last part means when it comes to the conference, meaning the Big Ten that they've confirmed they're not aware of any information suggesting Coach Harbaugh's involvement in the allegations, Michigan will continue to cooperate for the NCAA's investigation. So they're saying that we can't prove he's guilty, but somebody got next to Jim Harbaugh to say, let's not let this continue to be a distraction for Michigan football in the regular season. Well, okay, the Big Ten is dropping their investigation. But they, as, as this, the last line of this statement from the University of Michigan, the NCAA is still going to continue there. So hopefully we find out exactly what happens here. But this now we can avoid the uh, drama that we had last week. Is Harbaugh going to be on the mm-hmm. sideline? Is he not? Can we get a temporary injunction? Do What do we get? Uh, some kind of ruling, some kind of stay, so we can avoid all of that and just focus, as this statement's talking about, with their student-athletes and their performance on the field. Basically, getting our kids to not be distracted by their coaches' chaos behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if you're Michigan, you got to be stoked about this. you got to be absolutely ecstatic that you've got a team that's strong enough to win its games without you being on the sideline. Right. Um, you are still, at this point, a part of the, the playoff picture. Um, and for Coach Harbaugh, I think it's a, rather than continue to dive into this fight where you will be asked to maybe give a deposition, uh, be in some kind of legal testimony, you can avoid all this, at least with this part of the investigation from the Big Ten, because I don't think Harbaugh would be a great witness for himself right. or for the <laughs> university or for the program. So at least they get to kick that can down the road mm-hmm. until or if and when the NCAA try to bring this kind of thing up after the season is over. So now they can avoid all of that, get back to the business of doing football. I still, in my mind, saw plenty of evidence that would warrant a more severe punishment. But Harbaugh and Michigan got to be pretty happy with this result of today's conversation between them and the Big Ten. I still wonder who got next to Jim Harbaugh. I I wonder who in the University of Michigan said, look, do you want to continue to have this kind of stuff hanging over our football team? 
you got a special football team right now that has shown that even if you're not there, they're going to fight for you. They're going to go out there and battle for you. They're going to go out there and try to win for you. The longer you drag this out, it's going to have a toll in the football team that has a chance to get in the playoff. Not if, but when we get into the playoff, guess who's going to be back on the sidelines? That's going to be you, which gives them an even additional motivation to fight for you. I wonder, because Jim Harbaugh is a lot of things. Stubborn and iron-willed are definitely part of his DNA. Some people have a strong will. That guy has a strong won't. If he does not want to do something, he's not going to do it. So I just wonder, Chad, who got next to Jim Harbaugh to say, take the won't out of this equation. You have to do this for not just Michigan football this week, but for Michigan football the rest of the season. Uh, I, I'm not sure who that was within the, the university or family member or a player or a coach on that staff who got into his ear and got Harbaugh to essentially back down because – when we talked about this during the break, I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is not in within his character mm-hmm. to, to back down. This is not who he was as a player. This is not who he's been at a coach at any of his stops to, to back down. But here, it's so often when you tangle with the legal system, um, when you do back down, it's not because you are literally backing down. Like, you've got me in a corner. I've got no place else to go. But comparing to the lesser of the evils here, I can take my lumps and my suspension and my football team can move forward. These kids who I sat on their parents' couch and told them I was going to take care of them and always make the best decisions to put these kids in the best light, I said that to all these parents. Now I've actually got to go out there and live this. So I've got to swallow my tough guy personality. i got to swallow my competitive nature here and take this baby L for the yeah. possible big W as the season goes along. Great stuff by Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm going to completely add to what you just said from this standpoint. If Michigan was not that good of a football team mentally and physically, Jim Harbaugh is still fighting this. Mm. If he did not have that kind of belief to look at his team and say, you know what, you guys are going to be fine without me. You guys have already proven that three games early this year against the little little brothers of the poor, the early part of your season schedule, and then you went out there on the road and you were Michigan men. You played Michigan football. You went out there and you showed Penn State what Michigan football looks like on off the football field. If he had any kind of doubts about his team succeeding without him, he would still be fighting this. There'd be a litigation hearing tomorrow, and then he would speak on his behalf. The fact that he can look his team in the face and say, I have complete trust that no matter what happens, if you win or lose, it's because you guys are going to battle for each other, and this distraction is not going to hang over your head because you guys are mentally tough. If that was not the case, Jim Harbaugh's in that court tomorrow saying, I, my behind better be out there because I'm not guilty of any of these allegations that are associated with me in this football program. Yeah, I expect them to have their way with, with Maryland. Maryland's got a good offense, but not nearly the caliber team that Michigan is. Absolutely. Obviously, that Ohio State game is going to be critical. And I would say a Harbaugh is probably at least a three- to five-point difference just because sure. his presence on the sidelines. So they've got to find a way to overcome that. And then the Big Ten championship game. So that's mm-hmm. the next three games lined up for Michigan. Um, but to your point, if they're able to get into the playoffs, he gets a chance to return for that. It can be a, a rocky season for him personally, but this Michigan program can still end the year being national champions. How weird is it going to be, let's say, if that plays out according to what you just said, Chad, that they will have won more games without him than they did with him. 
if they finish thirteen and zero and go into the playoff, they will have won seven games. They've won have won as many games without him six as they did with him. When it comes, no, it'll be seven. It'll be the three regular season games early this year, the final three games of this, and then the Big Ten championship game. They will have won seven games without him and six games with him when it comes to Michigan football in twenty twenty three. Wow. Yeah. The more I know, the less we understand. (laughs) (laughs) Chad Brown here for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and back in the National Football League. What did Bill's wide receiver Stephon Diggs have to say about his brother's tweet about that he should want out of Buffalo? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.